I'm Chip Bach, and welcome to Blue Rock. On each episode, we'll discuss what life is like on this big blue rock, where we are all headed, separately and together, what changes we need to make to ourselves, the planet, and towards each other, and just discuss what daily life is like for your fellow crew. And maybe, just maybe, we may also see a commonality that connects all of us. All right, welcome to another episode of Blue Rock. Today, I've got a guest, a really good guest, one I've been kind of secretly stalking out in the interweb, as they say, for many years and through the TV, etc. Her name is Dr. Sonia Barrett. Sonia is a certified psychophysiologist in the field of applied psychophysiology, is the executive producer of the award-winning and uh, by the way, also Oscar qualified winning documentary, The Business of Disease. She's the host and producer of the radio show, The Expansion Zone with Sonia Barrett on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. She's an adjunct professor with the College of Certified Psychophysiologists and is a certified HPN or high performance neurofeedback practitioner and a personal development strategist. If that wasn't enough, Dr. Barrett is known for her cutting edge <laughs> insights with much of it supported by quantum physics. Theoretical physicist Dr. Emmett Gaswani uh, refers to her as a true mystic. Her work bridges the gap between science and spirituality, spirituality in a simplified format as she addresses the programming beliefs, beliefs and concept, concepts by which we have lived our lives both individually and collectively. Sonia also teaches and coaches on the natural science of the path inward, is the author of the Holographic Canvas, the Fusing of Mind and Matter, and her second book, A Journey of Possibilities in Health, an Inside Job and Outside Business, and her latest book and seven-day program, Simple Ways to Step Outside of Your Comfort Zone, Letting Go of an Outdated Life. She also is popular radio and television guest appearing on such shows as Coast to Coast Radio, uh, AM Radio with host George Norrie, The Conscious Media Network, and my personal Netflix, Gaia TV, and a host of others. Uh, she's also been on panels with Reverend Michael Beckwith and Dr. Bruce Lipton, hostess certifications. Maybe we'll talk about that as we go through it. <laughs> I think it's time to, I think it's time to introduce Dr. Sonia Barrett. Sonia, thank you for joining us on Blue Rock. Um, thank you so much for, um, having me on. <laughs> I laugh because, you know, all of that to me is always just playing in the human game. <laughs> understood understood yeah that's the three-dimensional reality we're all forced to live in right these are the things you have to, that's right the things yeah. you have to put on your yeah, put on your a, billboard. yeah that's right that's right in the meantime you know they you, you you do learn about the matrix so absolutely <laughs> so one of the reasons why i wanted to have uh sonia on is that um for those of you who don't know who she is or haven't seen her please reach out and we'll cover the real sonia barrett um uh, Dot com is her website, and she's got numerous other websites that we're going to talk about a little bit too. Um, but realistically, when you look at what the Blue Rock podcast is about and what we're trying to do, again, remember this is one big blue rock. We're all connected, whether we like it or not. Uh, we need to learn how we're more connected and start working and seeing each other together as one big blue rock. And Sonia is definitely somebody who has taken the red pill and taken a deep dive into what this all is like and where we're going, 
and working with people. And I think she's, of all people, can help explain how we are all interconnected and do it in the best way. Um, Sonia, you want to talk a little bit about that just from a, maybe we'll start kind of out broad and, and then maybe we'll find a couple of rabbit holes to go down. How are we all connected from your perspective, whether it be energetically, mind, et cetera, on this big blue rock? Uh, well, I think if I were to just look at it simply, um, I would say that overall the, the core of everything, which is what to me cannot be defined. You know, we say, well, where did everybody come from? Um, you know, is, is there a God? You know, we talk about all those things. But I think in the end, when you look at it, this source that cannot be defined, because if we, anything we define is, I always go, that's still not it. If you can define it, it's not it. So whatever that, that substance is, that fabric is, that allows for um, animate and inanimate, um, for form and formless to be, uh, has obviously, is obviously woven into everything and is showing up as each one of us from a chair to a tree, that substance is weaved through all of us. We ultimately are that substance. And so uh, I think in the end, you realize that, yes, so if that's the case, then we all have to be connected. Now, as a species, we definitely are connected as a, uh, as a species with um, collective information, collective concepts and ideas, formulas that hold us together, um, and how we pass information down through the human gene pool and just our individual bloodlines. Um, you see that information, just like a computer, is passed down. So yes, we are constantly remaining connected in very in, in many different ways. So you know, there's lots of sub connections, but ultimately we are one. We are the same substance showing up in different patterns. So let me let me poke my head through one of those rabbit holes for a second. So mm-hmm. one of the things I like about when you're talking, because it's it it speaks near and dear to my heart, is that you know very often if I start talking the way you're talking right now, and I'm sure you're used to this too, is that depending on who you're talking to, they start to go, yeah, I'm not really understanding what you're saying. You're kind of talking way up here, and I'm not. I'm kind of in three dimensional reality, and I was taught in school, mm-hmm. and you know. Followed, went through, you know, kindergarten through 12th grade. And then I was told I had to go four years to college. And then I was told to go do this. And then I was told to have a nine to five job. And I'm just focused on my 401k and my retirement. I have no idea what you're talking about. So (laughs) one of the things that I do notice that helps bridge the gap is the science, right? So when you start talking about Mm -hmm. we're all made of the same thing, right? That's quantum physics, is it not? And I know Mm -hmm. that's your, Mm -hmm. one of your fortes. So from that standpoint, we're all all interconnected at a molecular level. So so to your point- A chair is a chair. Is it is it at the molecular level level any different from our human physical body, or is it just the way the molecules are patterned and vibrating together in form? Yeah, ab- absolutely. I think if we really recognize that what we're what we're dealing with are are, are various patterns, different patterns, different patterns require um, different formulas to hold that specific form 
um, that specific uh, consciousness, whatever that may be, to hold it in the form that it is. So I think if people really look at it from that standpoint, is we're looking at different kinds of patterns. The same substance, substance rearranged in a way to support specific patterns. Right. Right? And I it's think, like I think using... What, I think, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was no, going to say, it's like you using flour and using the certain certain same ingredients to make a cake, but then you alter it a little bit to make cookies or whatever else you're going to do with it, but you're still using those ingredients. Right. And I think, you know, to, to your point, uh, you know, one of the things that trips people out is that I do feel a, a bit of cognitive dissonance that kicks in because then they start to go, hold on a minute. So if you're telling me that at a molecular level, science, I'm the same as a table, that means in some way I'm the same as a dog and a cat. That also means I'm the same as somebody from Africa. I'm the same as a Republican. I'm the same as a Democrat. And they start to freak out a little bit because now there's not so much division and yet all they've been taught is division, right? Is division. So right, so let's take another little trip down another rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. are we programmed? And I know you love that word as much as I do. Why are why is the human mm-hmm. race, regardless of where you come from on the planet, programmed so hard to see or live within differences? So meaning, this is my border. That's your border. You're Canadian. I'm American. You're black. I'm white. You're Hispanic, etc. Why you know you're rich. You're poor. Everything is constantly programmed into us to keep us divided. A car, it just isn't good enough. You have to have a Tesla. If you don't, right. then I'm sorry, you drive a Kia, et cetera. It's just constant, never ending from the time where we, are, we open our eyes in the, in the operating room at birth. Right, right. It is all about categorization. It's all about categorizations because of what we um, socially apply to those categorizations. And that's, of course, again, based on programming. So you have all these um, uh, subsystems, uh, sublevels, um, protocols, uh, identification protocols, meaning as far as the social aspect, you know, what's success and what's failure. If we look at it from, from that standpoint, and then that breaks down into... Um, you know, the, the racial aspect, the this, the, the monetary aspect, how much money do you have? Yeah, it all of it is part of the game experience. Yes, and I get it. This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But on one level, because we live in a polarized uh, reality, Earth is a polarized experience, meaning it's good, it's bad, it's black or white, it's positive, it's negative. We don't know how to be in center. So everything has this extreme swing to it of of, of either going this way or that way. And part of that, yes, if if we go to that level, right? Because a lot of times people don't want to, they don't want to hear about that level. But if we go to the core level of coming to earth and being a human being, we have to have diverse experiences. We cannot all be the same, right? Now, that doesn't mean that we're sanctioning how somebody behaves um, if they are hateful or whatever whatever the case may be. 
But because this is a planet designed like that, that swing takes people in many different directions. And we do have to have uh, uniqueness to us. So the uniqueness comes in in all of these diverse ways. Now, we get people that say, well, we have no free will. And I'm always like, what you do? Otherwise, people wouldn't be killing folks, right? Correct. So yeah. we are allowed to be and do anything we want to do. Now, however, there are responses and consequences not really applied by anyone. But for every action, there is a reaction, right? So everything has to have a level of um, diversity to it. And people get an opportunity to do what, though? They, got, they get an opportunity to change, to grow from being this person and the evolution, the journey, to waking up, possibly, and to changing the, that opportunity is there. If we didn't have these kinds of diverse experiences, there would be no growth. We, we, right. we couldn't grow if we were all the same. And I get it because, you know, people do kind of get upset because they do want that ideal. Everyone is at peace and we all, you know, every, everyone is, is love and we're all at peace. I, I get that. But think about it. If we were all the same, we could this could just all fold up and go away because our job was to come here and to experience every potential level of what it is to be a human being. Maybe you and I might not carry out some of these experiences, but someone is carrying it out, right? And all that information, all those experiences compile what? Data. So it's like we're here on this expedition and we are astronauts and, and, and um, engineers and architects. And we're here in this experience that we call life, particularly Earth life that we're talking about. And so the diversity, when you step back and you, you look at it from that perspective, you realize that out of all of these, the craziness that we do, the insanity and the sane stuff, comes this expansion, this growth that happens for humanity that, that takes them further and further. Now, right. does everybody necessarily grow at the same time? No, everybody doesn't because everybody is not here on a mission to suddenly go from down here to um, what we call super enlightened. But it's okay. So one more thing I want to say. So we have this programming in us of what is not okay to be and to do and i understand that completely so we so we have these fixed ideas of what we think everybody should be and it's clear that that is not the case otherwise we would not be able to do all of the things that we each end up doing learning from it and growing from it for some yeah. people yeah. maybe not in this life but another one so this this is not a sameness reality this is a reality of experiencing experiencing is experimenting we come here and we experiment with the field we experiment and we get to expand we get to grow uh from there right and, and what i what i find interesting in what you're saying there is and I, i've had this conversation with other people before and i have it in my personal life all the time is that it's hard to start to understand this from a even from a scientific standpoint 
right? If you can't mm-hmm. accept that, that there's a f- energy field that we are drawing off of, that's what creates our consciousness. That's what creates who we are. Cause aside from that, this right. is just an avatar, right? And that's a whole nother discussion. But right, my right. point being is if you can't get to that point, so once you get to that point, then you start to go, well, wait a minute. So if this is just an energy field and it's dropping into this avatar, then, then when I die, the avatar dies, the car dies. Do I go back into the field? Yes. Science is showing that. Um, and I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of proof in that, you know, uh, that that's now coming to light and has always been there. I know you were even your average person. Correct. Is so yeah. if you understand that, then you kind of go. So wait a minute. Does that mean I can come back? And then the minute you go down that path, now you start to better align with what you're talking about, right? That these are experiences. And I think if more people understood that, hey, you know what? This may not be the only experience you have. Meaning this lifetime, if if you're if you're have the choice, you have the ability to come in and out, in and out over. How, whoever knows how long, thousands of years, millions of years, whatever it is. Right. Uh, once you can grasp that concept, it makes it easier to go, oh, I get it. So when, I'm, when I have a bad experience, that's actually working in my favor because it's an experience. All experiences are experiences. And I can choose in that moment, right. I can choose in that moment to learn from it or I can choose in that moment to just stay where I'm at. And what I also find, fan- find fascinating, which I know Greg Braden, who you probably know, has studied this throughout his life is that he liked, you know, when he first started, he went back looking historically, right? How far back does this type of information exist? And even if you just go really shallow in time, yin and yang, right? The light and the dark. Um, why it's that, why did that exist? Mm-hmm. Well, because they understood mm-hmm. it, right? So clearly mm-hmm. the other thing I'm fascinated by is that clearly humans throughout earth's history had way more knowledge. I me back up. More people had more knowledge because <laughs> I do think there's been a lot of people. There's a lot of people on the planet that have uh-huh. all this knowledge and hide it, right? They keep it to themselves. But I think more people, it was more common knowledge, uh, all of this information, whether it be the science, the technology, whatever it is, and this better understanding um, of that growth. And that's one of the things that, you know, I've, we've, I've worked with our daughter quite a bit on this is that when you're not having a good day or things aren't going right and you have that moment where you're like, why is me, you know, why is this happening to me? Why, you know, why can't you, you know, God or whoever's out there, why can't you just, you know, change things up and fix, and it. fix it, right? <laughs> and it's kind of like, no, wait a minute. What did you learn in the experience? Mm-hmm. And, and, and not mm-hmm. only that, if every day was perfect and awesome, would you then necessarily maybe uh, pick or move forward in your life's purpose? Because what I find is, uh, you know, like... Um, uh, the book, um, uh, The Great Leap, um, that that uh, talks about uh, being in your, in your zone of genius. That a lot of us get complacent and we kind of live, live in our zone of excellence or we live in our zone of complacency where we, we get good at something and then we just kind of stay there because it's comfortable. But what right. what I find is when people find their zone of genius, which usually tends to align with their life purpose, all of a sudden, that's where that whole saying comes from, I never worked a day in my life, right? Because it wasn't work anymore. Achieve it, striving to stay in that or to get to that very often requires some negative experience, right? That, that you kind of went, right. I get it. I don't like the way that feels because I just felt it. So now that I know that, I can go this direction. And I think people have trouble understanding that. And I know we haven't really talked about it yet. What's happened in your, like your life before you got to doing this? What were some of your experiences 
in life growing up where you may have had this this yin and yang or or experience of of negative versus positive you know while i was listening to you i think <laughs> yes we could talk about this for three hours because there's so many components <laughs> there's Correct. so many components to this and when you try to do it in a um sort of a crash you know course talking it's really let's, hard let's, because let's i think understand this is an entry people. let's talk let's think of this as an entry, Wait, episode, an entry point i'm going to bring you back yeah, and we'll episode. call them hey this is the more advanced episode with sonia barrett so go, go ahead <laughs> yeah you know okay so the one thing that you okay you use the word you said purpose and um before i talk about my experience one of the things i want to say that that i learned one is the experiences, opportunities, which you talk about. The minute we can understand that, that the experiences that we're having, the adverse experiences, because I started, I stopped saying, you know, good or bad experience, but really those uncomfortable experiences were opportunities. Now, the more that we understand that concept is the more we have an opportunity to change having those kinds of experiences, right? Correct. Because the less you see it as, as a battle between the experience, because that's how we see it. Oh my God, why does this always happen to me? Then you're in this battle and you can't see. So then what happens is you set yourself up for that experience showing up again in a different way until you you get what that opportunity is presenting to you. Okay, so once I figured that out, then I then I really started to pay attention. I'm like, okay, what what, what the heck is this about right now? Um, so anyway, so I wanted to 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 throw that in. That that's kind of how my mind works. Now, before all of this, okay, so I was born. I came into this life very curious. Let me say that I came in with a whole different set of understanding. All right, however. As skipping through all my childhood years, which I was a very strange child, <laughs> but <laughs> later on in, in life, <laughs> interesting. I, I, like the I word did interesting. what uh, it, it's strange. Interesting. Interesting. It's an interesting. interesting child. And it, it was interesting. Now, when when I I lived life like many of us have, where we've gotten you know gone through the marriage, we've had kids. We, we, we've gone through the chaos of a relationship. We've gone through some real intense experiences. Mine was extremely intense. I was in a marriage for like 14 years, and it was physically abusive, mentally um, abusive. It was, a, it was a very hard experience for me. No, I, I didn't even come from that in my, um, in my life, but I understand how I ended up in this situation. All right, so fast forward. So... When that day came, when I finally left, now let me say this for, for my audience, for the audience, because a lot of times when you see people like me talking, I think it's important that people realize that we live these real lives and we've had like, difficult lives and craziness. So when I, when I left my husband then, I, I ran away. I literally ran with two children and slept in my car for almost two weeks, right? Because wow. I, no, I was cut off from money. Um, and those, that moment of leaving and then finally, you know, getting assistance from a church that I didn't even know, oh, yeah, all of these things standing in a food line for food. I mean, I went through that whole thing, but I knew that this was not my life forever. This was my life right now that I knew. 
So when I finally was able to get into a place and got settled, now I'm, I think to myself, what in the, you know, what was this that I lived for 14 years? What was that all about? What is this thing we call life? That was my question. What is this? Where am I? And there I started to really open up. I didn't know anything about meditation. I didn't know anything about metaphysics. Um, all I had was a knowing. And so I knew that there was a way to tap into something else, something beyond what I had known, which is as a kid going to church and, you know, praying, all of that. Didn't know anything about meditation. So bottom line of it is I learned to, I had to learn to meditate on my own. I didn't know what I was looking for. I just know something supposed to happen. Right. <laughs> and I, I just, I was very consistent at this thing until one day I had this breakthrough so and and that's kind of where it started and it was like wow and I kept going from there like a child in a candy store and I what I, I was at this thing this meditative process for like 10 years yeah every day every day several times a day um and the more I was doing what I was doing is the more com comfortable and confidence I started to get in what I was understanding, what I was starting to see. I started to, to realize, okay, okay, there's, there's something to this. And right. that's where I started. So I started from scratch. Just yeah. to let anybody know. I, I, I started from scratch. I didn't study with anybody. I didn't study anywhere. This all came from my questioning and my trust in knowing that there was more and I went about it. So yeah, so now when I share, when I talk or when I teach is to really get people to understand that everybody has access to knowing, to right. awareness. Do we get it all at once? No, we don't. We get this these awareness or there's these realizations or these um new entry points into awareness at different levels it's all based on us it's all based on how much of the of programming right of these limiting protocols and concepts that we've been presented with how much can you free yourself to see and to let go and to choose change to choose right. to expand, to get so hungry for knowing that it becomes greater than your hunger to stay with the limitations, right? right? So for right. me, that's what that was. I was hungry. I went through a whole lot because I decided I want to change. My life went through all <clears throat> kinds of upheaval because of wanting to expand. So here's one of the things I found. So from, from my experience, not similar to yours, I did not live in a car, um, but I, I didn't have that <laughs> Oh, you experience. just missed out. <laughs> I had other experiences, not that one. Um, but uh, I did have, I think what most people would call and what you're referring to is like an awakening, right? There was mm -hmm. a sudden realization of, hold on, what's going on here? There's gotta be something different, et cetera. For me, 2013, I was working for a company. Things had changed. I thought I was going to retire there. I'd already been there for 10 years. I'd worked my way up. But we did a big merger. None of that's important. It's just it became a very stressful environment. Simultaneously, I remember distinctly waking up one morning. I think it was January 2013. And I literally went through an entire week of work. And I worked from a home office. And just having this 
really what I always refer to as my nervous system felt out of balance. Like what somebody would say, your chakras are out of balance. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different ways people communicate what they're feeling, but that's what it right. felt like. I felt like I was just, but it was more than that. There was a pressure. And she finally was like, what's mm -hmm. going on with you? And I go, I know this is going to sound crazy, but this is what I'm feeling. I feel like somebody, something, or I don't know what it is, is telling me I'm supposed to do more than what I've mm -hmm. done up until now. That's it. And she was like, mm -hmm. what the heck mm -hmm. does that mean? And I go, I don't know, but I know it's supposed to be planetary. That's it. That's all mm -hmm. I got. Now, that was 2013. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Flash forward. I didn't start actually, I, I came up with the name Blue Rock back in probably like 2014. I thought it was going to be like a mm -hmm. online store for selling water goods and specialty equipment and things. I had all these different things, but the name resonated with me and it came all the way mm -hmm. forward. We even got into the pandemic and I still, I, I knew I wanted to start a podcast, but I hadn't started it yet. I hadn't started doing any of that type of talking, but I had in that period of time to just like you just went. I'm going to start to meditate today. I think I'm like I'm, I think I'm like 2,000 consecutive days now in. I keep count. I usually pop it up on my on my social media. <laughs> how many consecutive days I've meditated? But to your point, no training, right? Never knew what it was. I was yeah. raised, uh, you know, I had all the solid programming. I'm originally from Westchester County in New York, from a very high achieving uh, neighborhood. Um, I'm just going to say it. Everyone was Caucasian. Uh, it was a very you know lack of a better way of putting it, white bread existence growing up. Uh, I didn't, I never, we never experienced any poverty or anything along those lines. Um, you know, my parents were different faiths of Christianity. My mom was a Methodist from Oklahoma. My dad, uh, his parents were high Catholic. We somehow landed on Episcopalian. I was put in a Trinity Lutheran school as a kid. So I had all of that programming, you know, going on. And then I went, it was a very high achieving school I was in. So of course everybody is freaking out whether they have a, you know, 4.01 or a 4.015. And did you get into Dartmouth or did you get into Harvard? Oh, I feel bad for you. I got into Princeton. Like, yeah, yeah. Horrible, right? Mm -hmm. It's just very stressful. There was never any thought of like, well, what do you want to do? It was like, no, you're, it's high school, it's college. It's a full-time job climb the corporate ladder, get a nice house, get it's a nice house. Oh That's my what God. I call it. The and it protocols. never stops, yeah. right? It's just, and I was on, no. besides that programming, uh, played college football, played organized football and sports my whole life. You know, I look at that now. I've, I've talked with my, my wife and daughter. And I'm like, I can't believe we put signs on the side of buses that said, beat them, crush them, destroy them. I'm like, what kind of mentality are we putting into people's, no wonder everybody's storming the Capitol. I mean, there's this, this competitive <laughs> concept that I don't think, I heard you talk um, in a different way on another uh, show about survival of the fittest. Now you were talking about it in a different mm -hmm. contest. When I think mm -hmm. of it from a competition, so that whole concept that in, in uh, I used to have a sign above my, my office that said, I think uh, uh, when the sun comes up, the lion wakes up and the gazelle gets up. And you know the gazelle. And the sounds, like lion, a sales, sounds like sounds like a sales pitch. Exactly, sales the gazelle market. and the lion. Yes. You know, <laughs> are both start running, and it says it doesn't matter whether you're a lion or gazelle. This is I'm just paraphrasing. It doesn't matter whether you're a lion or gazelle. Yeah. You better you better be running right. So this very type A competitive bang bang bang. It's war. It's oh, always horrible. war, and it's programming, and and it's yeah. it and is. You, you end up with people getting to the middle of their life and going, what what am what. I don't, I don't even, I didn't even want this. I wanted to be a tuba player. Yeah. I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to be ever. So yeah. thankfully I caught all this 
<laughs> before our daughter mm-hmm. got out of elementary school and we made a massive shift. She's going to be going to yeah. the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an actor and a singer and a dancer. And we have supported that 1000%. And I still had to compete right. against uh, guidance counselors in her school for the last couple of years and stuff going, wait a minute, she's not applying to like four year liberal arts colleges and what's her backup plan? And my daughter, you know, it, I, I feel like I programmed her correctly. <laughs> not, not that I wanted to instill <laughs> another program. Maybe I've kept her right, right. insulated from the program. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. Um, right. But she very s- simply says, if I have a backup plan, I'm not going to do what it is I want to do. How, how is it, if, if, I, right. if I've always got a safety net, how am I ever going to keep pushing forward and keep moving forward to do what, what is my zone of genius, what brings me joy and, and what I feel right. in my heart is my life's purpose. We've taught her to listen to her yeah. heart brain, not this brain. Uh, we've, I, you know, I've trained her on three-dimensional reality that, hey, when, when the guidance counselor is going, hey, how come you're not applying to NYU? That's three-dimensional reality. Don't get mad at her. Don't get upset with her. She's mm-hmm. doing what her program is done. Like right. you said, the protocol. She's following the protocol. So just recognize it and go, that's cool. Not for me. I'll be okay. Right? And we support right. that. So that's part of what, when I hear you talk, I'm like, man, I just, I'm starting to see it. I'm starting to see people get it, but we're just not quite there. And I'll talk about what I kind of think yeah. that is based on some stuff that Michikaku has said. But any thoughts on that? And again, this is probably more oh, about programming protocol stuff. Uh, yeah, a- absolutely. Um, a couple of thoughts. I, I also want to say, like, when when I started this, <laughs> yeah, when I started, when I um, this was this was 1992. <laughs> it just seemed like it was just the other day, but it was 1992. Can I can, um, can I interrupt you there really quick? I've thought about that when I've heard you talk, and I've listened to you know Dr. Lipton and other people talk about this. And in my head, I think I had it easy. Like my wake up call, I had Google and the internet and Gaia TV existed. And man, that's just like, that's just like, hit yeah, the easy yeah, button. no, we you guys didn't. had to go to libraries yeah. and microfiche yeah. in, involved. I mean, right, right, wow. right, exactly. And, and not only that, nobody was talking yeah. about it. There was no support. No, for no. I, let me tell you, I read, let me tell you the two books that I read at that time. Shirley MacLaine's Out on a Limb and Dancing in the Light. Those two books, it was like, wow, so there's other people thinking. I mean, it was deep for that time, but that's what I'm thinking. I was like, wow. And then I I go, okay. I even looked at the Bible. I even went through the Bible again. Let me see if there's anything missing. You know, did I miss anything here? Right, Um, Right. And I tell you, there was one thing in the Bible that really did drive me was greater works than these shall you do for some reason that stuck i'm like okay so yeah whoever this person was that did all this stuff and they're saying greater works than these shall you do i need to find out what those greater works are right so that was my thinking and just kind of put just didn't read any books put it all i'm like i'm not i'm not reading anything else and just went for raw just i there's a way to find out um, but then uh, what I also wanted to say is this. I think this is very, very important because I tell people have no regrets on anything that you have done in your journey leading up to now because every step you took led you right here. And those steps, for whatever reason, were necessary. You didn't need to take the steps I took. You, those are the steps that you needed to take. So 
I, I would like to get folks to not throw it all out because had you not gone through some of those experiences, your daughter was going to come into this life. And before she got here, whatever conversations you guys had, she said, look, go ahead, figure out, see what this is all about. And then change yourself, fix that. Because I'm coming in, I'm coming in under different conditions. And you will need oh, to be prepared. We've already done sessions. To take me she, on that journey. She chose us on purpose. She knew that because, to your point, what we had gone through, then the evolution we went through later on in life, right, right, you know, right around when she was being born. Yeah, it was we, appropriate. We for would her. have been the fertile yeah. ground for her to not Absolutely. have to deal with that. Agreed. And I will tell you Absolutely. that is the one thing I struggled with, and I still, every once in a while, I don't struggle with it anymore. But I do bring it up when I meet somebody mm -hmm. who tapped into this way before me. So you're one of those people. I get wicked jealous <laughs> because I'm like, man, <laughs> God, what I would have would love to have known this 20 years ago. 15 years ago, what yeah. I would have given to known it at my daughter's age for her to walk around as a high school yeah. student with this level of knowledge and understanding. I tell she'll, she'll come in all the time. She'll go, dad, thank you so much. Like you have, like it saves me so much pain. And she ends up having to have conversations with her right. friends to calm them down. Cause they're, they're so susceptible to that three dimensional low vibration that's coming in and the programming and the protocol. And here she is. Yeah. She has her look. She still experiences. We all do. I had it this week, right? It, today, you're, you're before, going to. before doing anything, I, I I caught myself right before getting ready for this, and I'm like, oh, "Man, I am. This was not a good day at my other what I do for a living." Yeah, I understand. And, 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 I get and it. I went and I and I, I almost get mad at myself and go, "Stop it! That's the three dimensional low vibration. It's not real. Let it out. Yeah. Like where you're going yeah. now, going to talk to Sonia. That's." where we're all headed yeah you know that's the, and the opportunities but the opportunities that you've gotten from having lived that life and experience to me it is beautiful to me it is i love it i think all of the experiences that we come in with from poverty to you know whatever wealth our stories call for that it's really important that people understand that we come in and we're in, I, I, I'm, even though we look on at these adverse situations with people, our, we come in with some specific scripts right. to shape us, right? Correct. It calls for that. And if we can recognize that, okay, at the time, somehow my story called for that. And this is where it gets important to recognize what we get from these situations, these opportunities. If we only see the adversity and oh my God, whoa, it's me. Gonna, we're going to miss out. And then we what? We keep widening the field of more of that. Correct. Because you're, you're not giving yourself instructions or permission to change the rules. Right? You are continuing these, the, I like to call the terms and conditions. These are the terms and conditions that you're keeping in place. Now your brain... The whole structure, your mind, everything is waiting on this, um, these instructions for change. And yes, earlier you talked about the, the body, and I do refer to it. Yes, it is, it is the most magnificent technology, this vehicle. And I think it's real important that, you know, because people confuse the totality of who they are with this vehicle, with this vessel. It's a vehicle it's a sensory system meaning that it is designed in a way to allow all the sensations of 
experiencing all the emotions, all the electrical impulses that allow us to feel and to um, to, to be happy, to be sad, to, to whatever, to have those experiences. This body is designed with the sensory system that allows that kind of experiences. Otherwise, we would not know what that feels right. like. But who we are beyond that is just is is a, a, well, more expansive. But in order for that more expansive aspect of who we are to have this particular human experience, we have to come into these wonderfully engineered and designed bodies, vehicles based on bloodlines, genetic lines. It, it's, none of it is a mistake. It's, it's for a reason. And you come in and you come into these bodies and they have some data in it based on your bloodline and genet Correct. genetics Correct. and a whole bunch of different things. So I think that's real important um, for people to realize that so we stop beating ourselves up about what our deficits of what we didn't have, but recognize every moment of your journey here has merit. And how you use that information, how you realize that and go, oh, wow, okay. So all I'm dealing now is this moment. This is a new moment. What do I want to do in moving forward? Right. To me, that that saves you from all the regret and the, you know all of that. That 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 actually just serves to um, lower your uh, vibration or frequency because you're so invested. It takes a lot of energy and a lot of life force and a lot of power. Right, a lot of charge from you to hold up a fear, to hold a fear together, to hold a regret together, to hold a jealousy, envy. It takes a lot of power because we're power plants. Right, and so it takes a lot of charge from us so to do that. I've heard you talk about that before, and I'm I'm in agreement. And one of the things I want to comment on that is is that isn't that what's going on? Is because we are a, a battery, right? And we feel all these things. It's all interconnected. So now not only are we one battery, but we're billions of batteries. Um, that this program and protocol is designed very often to keep us divided, which keeps up our, our vibration low. Uh, keep us divided. Keep us distracted. Fear is a great tool to do both of those. Right. right? Uh, and in doing that, we're able to stay, as David Icke calls, little me. Right. So we stay in our little in our right. little me vibration and that's done on purpose. And that's the thing I think people have trouble well, understanding, yeah. too, is that, yeah, we're already coming in wanting all these experiences. But then there's some manipulation right. of us. Well, they're doing their job to, to you know, <laughs> to kind of extend some of these experiences or worse. Yeah. You not even know they're happening. Right. You just well, start to think that's what job. reality is. Yeah. And I think that's the hard part to recognize that these are. These are agents of those jobs. That that's I mean, it's literally that's what they came in here to do and to be that and to be um, like disruptors, like people in your life. There's some people that you've met that are they, they just create more misery. Yeah. yeah, they're just misery. And then when when you're done with them, they just go on to the next job. Right. You know, the next person. Right. That's their job. They're only here to make you miserable. Um, <laughs> which triggers you into all kinds of awareness and awakenings if a person understands that. Or you just um, stay so, in your, so, or you just stay in your, woe is me, right? They come in and then, you, yeah, well, you then say, basically you're saying, that's, uh, right. that's what that phrase, which I can't stand the phrase. If there wasn't, any, if, I, if there wasn't bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. That's that, that's where that yeah, comes the, from, right? Yeah. 
Right, right. It's 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 that we say a lot of those kinds of uh, those kinds of things that are mantras right, to right. us, and we think and and we think that you know we're it's being uh you know whatever okay, but all that is is it keeps confirming that. It just keeps affirming that that's your truth. That those are the terms and conditions. Like somebody that says, no matter what I do, I can't get. I just can't seem to get ahead. No matter right. what. Well, listen to what you're saying, because that's the law. That you. That's your law. Your law, and everything must you adhere made it your to term that and law. Condition, like you just said before, right? Those you are your terms your, you're and conditions. You're writing your contract for how what your that's life right. experience every time you say something like that. That's right. right. It's right, and it just goes on and on like that. So I, I remember talking to a fellow, um, and he was like, oh, my God, I did not even realize that. Because he says, I've done this and I've done that no matter what. Nothing seems to change. I go, well, that's because it can't because that's not your rule. Your, <laughs> your rule says nothing is going to right. change. And, you know, just and people go, well, if I try that, doesn't it's not going to work. Um, again, that's a, that takes a whole another two or three hours of even oh, yeah. trying to really break that down because there's a science to everything. Life is a science. And when I say life is a science, I don't mean necessarily our minuscule understanding of science. Life is a science way beyond anything that we can even put into words. And that's something that we need to, to understand. So yes, so language is a science. It's a spellcaster. Right. Right, we're casting spells every time that that we're talking. Luckily, everything doesn't necessarily stick that way because the brain um, filters. The brain is what determines what you know based on what we can accept as a possibility, right. and it filters for us, which is why we don't see so much of what reality is right. and can be, is because our brain filters um, reality and gives us a version that we're comfortable right. with. So to me, all of those things I find fascinating and to be able to use science to um, to really show some of that, right. to show the power of this essence that occupies this body and the power that that essence really has to change even the very structure of the body. So there's a lot of things here that we are capable of doing. And yes, there are those that do keep seem to keep the game going and the limitations going. But what would happen if they weren't there doing that job, which is to really push you forward? Now we're all like doggy paddling to try to figure out, you know, our way out of much of this. It pushes us forward. Technology, same thing. We're worried about AI. We're worried about robots. But guess what? The idea of them being there and the possibility, oh, they could take over, should be enough to drive you to unlock your own brain and your own body and your own mind. That is the reason for this. Humanity will always continue to try to push the limits because that's what we do. Yeah. Because ultimately, we are the creative force. So we're in our minuscule version of being creators. We have a some, some memories deep down that we're supposed to be redesigning things. We're right. supposed to be experimenting. And so that's what we do. However, you as an individual, me, our job then is to stay ahead of those frequencies. Right. It's not going to war with it because you can't war with, you can't war with that. You have to recognize, okay, well, how do I unlock myself? Right. How do I unlock myself? That to me is the ultimate key. I'm not interested in battling. 
Um, I just know what I'm doing and what everybody right. knows me, what I'm doing and I'm, what I'm not doing. I'm not worried about what the system is telling me because I'm, I'm doing what I'm right. doing. Um, so I think it's to be able to come into that awareness of that, that strength and that power because we are, um, we're just, we're superhuman. Find your superhuman self. Well, and I think, I think the doing. problem there is, is that through all that protocol and programming and some of the stuff that's been going on on the planet, that, that's, that's not the plan from their perspective. And again, when, when Sonia no. and I keep saying there, uh, for those out there who are new to this or maybe are kind of you know, tilting their head a little bit, there's a lot of they. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, I, there's, there's a, there's a there's lot not, of I'm not, We're yeah. not going to sit here and point at one thing or another. There's a lot of they out there. But ultimately what it is is there needs to be a lot of cogs in that machine out there grinding away every day doing their, you know, 40, 60 hours a week. Um, and I'm going to scrape, I'm going to touch up against, because this is a whole nother episode, Sonia, is to talk about the business right. of disease, your movie. But I'm just going to, I'm going to tap it for a second because I, I want to finish with uh, talking about something with Mitch Kaku that kind of pulls together the, the bigger, broader stuff and what we're going through as a planet. But um, tapping up against that, you know, there is definitely a plan. And if, if you don't believe that, just take a step back, keep an open mind, and look at the average person, and we'll just talk about the United States as an example. We have a set program of how long we're supposed to go to school. We are constantly tested on things, uh, which are to make sure that the program of that class of that year is set into stone. If it isn't, what do they make you do? They make you repeat it, because they want to make sure that all gets locked in. Starts tight. from preschool. Starts from preschool, mm -hmm. correct. This is not a high school thing, this is all schooling. From the very beginning, then you go. Then you go into college. Yeah. Then you get out, and you're supposed to get your nine to five job with health care and benefits and a four hundred one k and all of that. And uh, you're supposed to go to the doctor and get your regular checkups. And you're supposed to listen to what your doctor says. The doctor's the expert. You don't know anything. Doctors are actually even trained. You know, almost. Sometimes I feel like some doctors are trained. Everybody's to trained. Down to their program. You know, make sure mm -hmm. that there's. You don't know what I'm. What you're talking about. You have to listen to me. And then if that all goes mm -hmm. well. Right around retirement, you get sick from something else that they've plugged into you over that course of that span, whether it be GMOs, mm -hmm. foods, you know, 5G, just pick one. There's a whole bunch of stuff coming at us. But if everything times right. out right, you get really sick where then they can make a whole lot of money off of you giving you treatments to treat the symptoms, not cure you. And then ultimately, if everything nails it perfectly, you die right around eh, two years into, into grabbing social security. <laughs> and then there's, yeah. and there's a billion people behind you that they've started the program all over again from preschool. So, yeah. and I know and you love the matrix. It way. feels, boy, when you start looking yeah. at it that way, you go, wow, that sounds like the Apple commercial, uh, back about 1984. And I'm like, yeah, it does. So all you have to yeah. do is just take a step yeah. back and go, hold on. What, what is that make sense? So when I'm, when I'm following a protocol, this isn't about being a rebel and going out and saying, well, the speed limit says 55, I'm going to drive 85. We're not saying doing that. We're talking about mm -hmm. in perspective, take a look at what's happening and, uh, uh, and pay attention to it. And to your point, if all these things are coming at you, then what, what can you do for yourself? Eat organic, be more aware of your screen time, you know, do some of the, do, mm -hmm. do detoxing, cleansing, take care of your body, take care of this avatar, make it last as long as possible. Uh, and quite frankly, Stay away from most pharmaceuticals. I don't even have a general practitioner. We have a, a homeopath that is our main. I, I, yeah, I, we use urgent care if like there's a bone break or you know a really bad infection yeah, that needs that an purpose. antibiotic. But for day-to-day yeah. -day general, 
no, everything is plant-based yeah. and listening to the body and all that stuff. And we're healthier and doing better than we ever have. The minute we got rid of all the big pharma stuff. Right. And again, that's just touching on Sonia's movie. The, yeah, the I just want to say juice. real quickly too, that um, I think, you know, we're programmed to believe that everybody else, others, there are others that know what's best for right. us. We are not at all um, uh, programmed or supported to believe that we know what's good for us. So that's why government works so well. Right is because government is supposed to know what's good for us. And the they, when you talk about the they, really quickly, they're, um, the they that we're talking about that seem to be able to have um, major impact, there's really less of them. The, the issue is that they are in places of power. This is the issue. There's not as many of them, but they are in positions of power within the educational system, the, the, the religious system, the corporate system, uh, the governmental structure, all those structures that run this matrix, this, this uh, reality, then, this world, per se, right? This construct, um, they are in those positions. And so that's the reason why the they are able to do what they do because they are in those systems that are essential to the pyramid. Yeah. And everybody else is at the bottom of the pyramid I mean, and those they're at the top. So of you the, don't, you the, don't know this, but I live down uh, right next to Cape Canaveral. So uh, around mm -hmm. me is mm -hmm. SpaceX, NASA, Harris Corporation, Northrop Grumman. I am literally in the wow. beehive of the military yeah. industrial complex. Mm -hmm. Uh, all of mm -hmm. my neighbors, all of my friends are engineers. They all work in super secret squirrel projects. And if you don't think every time we have a party or a get together, I don't get a couple of shots into one of them and start going, all right, what's oh. going on? Right. One quick analogy mm -hmm. that one of the guys who works for SpaceX told me, I was like, come on, man, what are you guys doing? There's rockets going up every week. Half of Mark telecast. I see them from my house. Right. Uh, since they mm -hmm. turned Patrick air force base into space force base, I've got uh, fully blacked out. Apache and Black Hawk helicopters buzzing 200 feet above the water going past my house all the time. I got F-35 suddenly now. Going, and they're all painted out black. There's all brand new uniforms and all these people. And, and nobody's talking about it. Just going along, you know, no. whatever. And there's rockets going up. Nobody's mm -hmm. saying anything. And I said to him, I go, come on, man. What's going on? And he goes, look. He goes, I can't. You know I can't tell you about a lot of stuff we're working on. But here's what I can tell you to just give you an idea. He goes, look at your iPhone. Right? And I, got an, I have an iPhone 11. He, he goes, look at that. He goes, now, what's in your garage? I go, uh, I don't know, our cars? He goes, yeah. And what drives that car? Combustible engine? He goes, yeah. How long have we had a combustible engine? Burning fossil fuel. 150 years, give or take, right? And he goes, and yet you have an iPhone in your hand. Does that make any sense to you? That you're walking around with an iPhone, but you're driving a technology that hasn't changed in 150 years. And what does that technology serve? It's sucking the resources out of the planet and people are are maintaining power and 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 making money off of that technology. But when they want you to see and do other things, they give you this Star Trek device in your hands. Does that make any sense? And I was like, "Wow, you're right. I never thought about it that way." And he goes, "And I'll yeah. leave you with this: whatever's in your hand, we're way past that." And I go, "What do you mean, oh, way yeah. past that?" And he goes, "Way." He past said to me, "He goes, well, the other day we loaded up a rocket." that went up full of fruits and vegetables. More fruits and vegetables than, than the space station could contain if you emptied it out. 
And I go, where did it go? And he goes, didn't go to the space station. And I go, hold on, man. If it didn't go to the space station, where's it going? Our, our, our shuttle fleet's been dismantled. That's not available anymore. So where the heck's it going? I go, wouldn't we see, you're telling me there's other ships we have in orbit, et cetera, that it's going there? Why don't we see them? Again, here's that 3D, 3D mentality, right? Mm -hmm. Why, I should be able to see mm -hmm. them. Science tells me, everybody tells me I should see them. And he goes, mm -hmm. who told you you'd be able to see them? And I go, wait a minute, are you talking cloaking, dude? And he just went, I've said too much. And he was starting to get a little slurry because mm -hmm. I think I had him like four tequilas in at that point. Um, but mm -hmm. the, I, this is yeah. constant. People are starting to mm -hmm. pay attention. And one of the things that I wanted to kind of just get your, to, fi to finish out, because I know you, you have a tight schedule today. And I, seriously, we have probably three or four more episodes I want to do with you or more. Uh, I have yeah. regular, <laughs> be like a monthly so thing. Much yeah, there's so much. I haven't even <laughs> so much scraped the surface. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. we have to talk about the program. Correct. Michukaku yeah. uh, has said that obviously there's there's three types of planets, right? There's a type one, type two, uh, type three. They think there may even be a type four. What people don't realize is planet Earth on that scale. Uh, I think uh, Sagan said. Uh, again, this is a few years ago, I think we moved up a little bit, said we're at 0 0.7. We're not even at zero, right? Um, mm -hmm. But what they did say was in the next 100 years, we're going to move from a zero to a one. And the change there, just so everybody understands what that is, a one means that we are one planet and we are actually utilizing all of the energy uh, that's available to our planet, not just sucking fossil fuels. So that means the sun, et cetera, mm -hmm. whatever's in our our solar system. Um, however, in order to get there, it means this massive shift, and this is what Sonia is spending all of her time talking about, and what we've been talking about, again, this is just 101. This, think of this as an entry, very basic elementary entry-level <laughs> entry class into what Sonia Barrett can talk about. Um, but all this is is just uh, um, we, we, we have to move into the, the everything we're seeing. So whether you want to talk about January 6th and Black Lives Matter and, uh, you know, the war in the Ukraine, just keep going. Any major conflict stressor that you see or come in, comes into your purview, whether it's in your daily life or globally, that you go, what the hell is going on? Why is everybody so angry? Why are we so divided? The good news is, and this is, you know, right in the wheelhouse of what Sonya's been talking about this whole time, it's actually a good thing. And when I tell people that, they go, what? And I'm like, yeah. According to Michikaku and, and some of those thought leaders, we have to go through that to become a phase one planet in the next hundred mm -hmm. years or less. That pain, mm -hmm. that strife is a sign that the old constructs, the old programming realizes it's coming to an end and they don't like it and they're, they want to fight, right? It's, it's, it's a, I don't want to lose my stranglehold, but there's a lot of us globally now waking up energetically and because it's a collective consciousness whether you like it or not i think it's starting to impact everybody talk about that for the last yeah, couple of minutes well yeah absolutely i mean you know this is a it's a vast network i mean there's so many angles to this but you know we're all part of this massive network it's you know that's how we have the the internet and all of that has been designed is because it's it's replicating this network really to which we are all um wired into uh but but absolutely and this is why again we talk about opportunities we talk about these experiences as opportunities um if we're able to really understand what you've said uh here today um chip what you said just now we can see the birthing just exactly. just like a woman is giving birth it's a birthing process and not everybody 
makes it through that birthing process. I, I'm sorry, I have to say that. Not everyone is here to do that. And I think that's something that we need to understand. Is it, We want to think that it's everybody, and it just, that doesn't mean anybody's more special than the other. It has nothing to do with that. It just has to do with the fact that who is here for that particular kind of evolution? Agreed. That's what that Agreed. means. Now I could, I, I could get into other things. I mean, <laughs> this this involves you know everything from time travel to versions of Earth. I mean, there's many things going on right. here. Um, just just so many things, and the more that we can understand it, is the is the more we free ourselves from this tug of war fighting with something that is designed based on war. Yeah. You, you, you see what I'm saying? It's you, a distraction. Look, it's a distraction. It. You, I mean, yeah, we, we know this, absolutely. right? Absolutely. It's designed so that, yes. you know, don't pay attention. I always use the, the analogy from the Wizard of Oz. Don't pay, pay attention to the guy behind the curtain, right? Don't look over yeah. here. Don't look, don't look over here at the great and powerful Oz. It's Don't look at the guy yeah, behind yeah. the curtain. If anybody doesn't realize the... The the <laughs> analogy there given to you back in what nineteen thirty something when the movie was made. Oh yeah, yeah. That was pretty clear. And there's a whole lot more than that. that but was that was definitely incredible. a little wink a little wink to hey. Yeah, well we hey, don't look we over there. Pay attention to this giant <laughs> gotta, thing. Yeah. We gotta click our heels more than that's three correct. times now. That's, that's very much correct. <laughs> but yeah, there's a there, it's it's a an amazing time on the planet. No matter how things may appear, it is an amazing time. We happen to be here witnessing this transition that normally you would read about. What I don't know, several years oh, from so now, but you my are parents, in the midst of it. I feel it. bad for my parents hmm. sometimes who have now passed away because you know my dad. I'm the youngest of five kids. I was a twenty year mistake child. I guess like meaning later in life, my mom, we, I was, I was having very late in life. Menopause yeah, my, my oldest brother's 20 years older. So, um, but my yeah, dad was yeah. literally 17 years old was in on the beaches of Normandy and D-Day. So he grew up, mm. you know, so my family and, they, and my mom and dad got married. Uh, they knew each other three weeks, uh, right after world war two, they got married, wow. had, had three kids a year apart, bang, bang, bang like that. Um, mm -hmm. and lived their life. Right. And when you, when I look back, it, like again, good life. I don't have any complaints in that respect. But there are very often when mm -hmm. I feel sad, I feel bad because they didn't get to experience any of this, any of them, the enlightenment, any of the aha moments. That wasn't their journey. We don't know when they're if they're here. It almost feels it boring, wasn't part of it, right? Like it almost feels boring to think yeah. they were just everybody was kind of seeing the world the same way, right? Like it's World War II. The Germans are our enemy. Yeah. Japanese are our enemy. Go get them, go get them. Yes, we won. Now we're going to build back this land of milk and honey and it's everything's awesome. And then, and, and you, you look, even though there's so much strife in there, um, I mean, look, Black Lives Matter showed us that what? Um, we had the civil rights movement how many years ago? And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. I mean, it didn't yeah. stick, Sonia. I, I, and you of all yeah. people, I'm sure, has experienced that. Well, yeah, there's, there's, there's a, there's that a, we're lot. All the same, there's a right? lot of, yeah, and, and this has been an, a time of activism. That's a whole right, other story, right. too. So I, I, I do talk about that. So there's this time of activism. And, and we, we do, we're a trendy society, so we go through trends. I watch trends and systems, and I think I've written art, articles on yeah. that before. But um, and so, so it's really important to, to recognize, see the patterns of 
trends and see what is what is that trend giving off you know what's actually going on but your parents they did a wonderful thing they equipped you in a way that you have no idea they said we're out of here because that wasn't right. their job to be right. here you know for that um and we don't know what they cycle back through too because you have to change you have to come right. and change the bloodline right. moving forward you see what oh, i'm no, saying that gets into i know you're well aware yeah, of, you, of right. the, the the emotion code right um yeah and and how that all functions and that i you have no idea how many people i've given that book to and that in and of itself was mind expanding for them to get an understanding that you could trap emotions into you and more importantly you could inherit them in utero absolutely so, so then people go wait a minute that. that's why i've been feeling like this my whole life i thought it was because i hated my dad <laughs> you know and it's like no you mm -hmm. that came in from your grandfather or your great grand whatever it was and right. the ability to release it i've actually done sessions mm -hmm. with people and i'm not trained please i'm not this is me reading a book and applying right. it. It's not medicine. Right. It's not illegal, but I'm also not certified by, by the Emotion Code Network to do it. But on friends and family, I've done it. And I've watched people just, it's a, unbelievable. You run the magnet after, after we've identified what it is and just this outpour of emotion. And people, tears are coming down and they're looking at me like, mm -hmm. what, what's this? What just you know, happened? Like, I don't even understand yeah, what, what's happening what just happened? Yeah, it's autonomic. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Um, and it's just yeah. so cathartic. And again, that's just the tip of the iceberg for so much we could talk about. Right. And 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 you moved that you changed you changed moving forward. Your daughter will also then produce a different Correct. um, you know, she, she, she'll change. Plan. And so I don't know. Well exactly. So I don't know. Do your parents then wait and come back Correct. through I, this is what I'm saying yeah. because it's changed. So everybody gets an opportunity. No, that's why not nothing dies. Everybody gets an opportunity, even though we feel like people don't, but it's how it's they come in and they do what they need to do. They help you to set up just like all our ancestors. They help you to set up and they're hoping that you get it like you. You make that change because that ripples. It ripples back and it ripples forward. Right. But again, that's another oh, no, talk as well. Really but that, it that, ripples forward and backwards. Energy connection yeah. and that this is just an avatar and then we just yeah. <laughs> we can just keep going. Anyway, I know we're yeah. a little bit over the time right. we had allotted. Uh, I want to thank you so much for joining. And I truly, from, from my heart, I hope I can bring you back many times and we'll keep it more focused so that we can actually keep moving forward in all the different sections you're working on uh because there's so much more that i want to if i can help you share you know through the podcast and and all of that one thing we do at the end of every podcast uh i'm going to ask you three words you it's not necessarily word association you don't have to answer with a single word you can answer with a, sen a sentence a couple sentences whatever comes to you right so it's just that 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 uh -oh. in, that instinctual whatever happens when I say the word mm. uh, peace, what do you think? What 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 comes to mind? War. <laughs> Fair enough. There's that yin yang, right? That's good. No, that's okay. That works. Uh, love. Hey, don't ask me why. That, but that's what comes you got, up. You got yin and yang coming hard today. Wow. Yeah, that's all right. Hey, I'm a I'm Qigong trained. I, now. By the way, I saw so. that. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> Because I so want to get into that, and I don't even know where to start. By the way, on the back of my daughter's graduation cap this year, yin and yang symbol she had on the back of her cap mm -hmm. that we hand did 
on it. She very much resonates with that. Uh, last word is aloha. Aloha. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good. Awesome. Anything else you want to share before we before we sign off? Anything you got coming up? Symposiums, uh, classes, you know, retreats you're doing, anything along those lines? Well, I think everybody can go to therealsoniabarrett.com and uh, all the workshops that I've done are there. And any workshops that's coming up will be listed there. I do a, a couple of retreats every year. Um, obviously, the August retreat is full now. We're going to be doing it in Mount Shasta this year. Um, and, and then there's one coming up in February. It hasn't been posted as yet. Uh, probably Sedona again. But um, so, you know, I would say it's the easiest thing. I do a radio show as well. The Expansion Zone on KPFK here, uh, 90.7 in, in Los Angeles. I do a great many things. I'm also um, a high-performance neurofeedback practitioner. So if somebody's in L.A., um, go ahead and, and, and look it up. Uh, it's it's just incredible We're going to do an episode um, just on that, by the so way, because that's a whole other yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, brain change, yeah. Yeah. brain change, programming, um, rebooting. So, uh, yeah, so pretty much anything you want to know about me, it's, it's, it's I'm easy to find. Just, you know, there's some YouTube videos as well. But, Gaia TV. Uh, do visit the real Sonia. Put in Sonia Barrett and, and you'll, a whole bunch of stuff will pull up on Gaia. That's where I first saw you, uh, Sonia, is on Gaia TV on some of the shows there. Oh. Go check those out. Uh, like I said, Gaia TV is my Netflix. Um, it will definitely make a difference. And certainly listening to Sonia is going to make a difference. Uh, for everyone out there, Sonia, thank you so much again. We're absolutely going to have you, you back. Uh, for everybody with Blue Rock, uh, remember, as always, uh, find peace, lead with love, and live aloha. Mahalo, Sonia. I appreciate it. Love you so much. Thank you. And we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. Bye to your audience. Thank you. Bye.